I'm a self-proclaimed slut and I don't have sex. You don't have sex? No, I hate sex. Why do you hate sex? It's, it's so accessible and I don't want a penis attached to like a person. You're like, I could do without that. <laughs> yeah, I just don't want to deal with any toxicity. And I feel like nowadays everyone is toxic. I just don't want to deal with it. Men. Mostly, yeah. Yeah. Women too, though. Welcome to another episode of High Low with Amrata. Today I have on Amber Rose. Amber is an amazing woman. She became famous for high-profile relationship. But what I really admire about Amber and why she I wanted to have her on the show today is the way she talks about feminism, the way she's reclaimed the word slut, the activism um, that she does, and how she is as a mother and a feminist. So we're going to get into all of that now. Stay tuned for more High Low with Emrata. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back to High Low with Emrata. Amber Rose, I'm so happy you're here. Thank you. When I first got, you know, like was thinking about the podcast and writing like my list of people that I like and want to have on the show, you were at the top and it just means so much that you're here. Thank so, you so much for having me. I'm I've excited. been a big fan for a long time. Thank you. I want to get straight into it and I love everything you've done with Slut Walk. Could you just explain what Slut Walk is for listeners who don't know what it is? Sure. So the Amber Rose Slut Walk is my organization, and basically we protest against rape culture, sexual violence, body shaming, victim blaming, double standards. We incorporate the LGBTQ community in it as well. Everyone is welcome. It's a free event. And uh, we initially start the day with a protest, and then we have it's like a full festival vibe for the rest of the day where we have speakers and people to come and tell their stories about sexual assault and how they overcame it. So it's, it's really just a beautiful, amazing day. And uh, again, it is free. That's nice. I remember just like listening to you talk at those events and like hearing just your messaging around that and slut shaming and your experience with that. So it sounded like it started really young for you. Yeah. It did. Well, because I always hung out with boys because I liked sports. I always wanted to, you know, I always play sports with the boys. And yeah, girls would just start rumors because I was always hanging out with the boys. Like elementary school or like? Oh, yeah. Like I was a virgin. Yeah. It, it started really young for sure. So what about Slut Walk and like how you started working with them? Uh, so this is my own slut walk. There's been slut walks at colleges like all over the country, even in Europe. I just decided to have my own, uh, the Amber Rose slut walk, because I was just tired. 
And then I would see like, I'm the type of person when I see an injustice, I have to speak up, right? Mm -hmm. And then obviously like things like that were happening to me. And then I would see a lot of girls that would hit me in like DMs and stuff. And they're like, no, I'm going through the same thing and I'm going through this. And I'm like, I just wanna have a slut walk. I just wanna- What do you mean going through the same thing? Being slut shamed initially. And then, but the slut walk is, you know, body positivity. Uh, protesting against derogatory labels, rape culture, sexual violence. Um, we incorporate the LGBTQ community as well. We have HIV and AIDS testing. We have uh, public speakers that tell their story. We have musical guests. We try to, you know, it is like a really heavy day. Yeah. So we do try to incorporate like fun moments. So you still want to be there. You're not like mm -hmm. crying all day. Right. But um, it's also like therapeutic. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But also fun. fun. It looks fun. It's fun as hell. It's in LA, right? Yeah. Okay. No, well, I think this year we're going to try to do it in Miami. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, when is that going to be? I'm working on it, girl. Okay. I know you've got a lot of things on your plate. You're also doing music. Yes. My new single is called Surprise Me. It's on all platforms right now. You're also a mom. I am. Um, How old are your boys? Three and nine. Well, Sebastian will be 10 in February. Damn. How do you do it with two? I know. I'm like, I, I have know. one and I'm like, I, I, now I just, I always wanted to have like multiple kids and I'm like, I couldn't do, I mean, maybe spacing them out like you did, but yeah. how is it? Well, it's good. I mean, Sebastian, like if I forget something upstairs and I got slashed downstairs, I'll, I'll be like, Sebastian, can you please run upstairs for mommy? He's like and helpful. Grab this? Yeah. Yeah. You know, so that's good. But yeah, I mean, I girl, I love my boys so much. They sleep in the bed with me at night. They're That's just really cute. They're my sweet little angels. How's their relationship with each other? Like, do they like each they other? They love each other. They're obsessed with each other. Sebastian, my oldest one, he's like, he's really sensitive. So sometimes he'll just come up and be like, mom, I just, I love Slash so much. I'm so happy I have a little brother. Like, I love oh him so much. God. So it's really cute. Um, Slash is like obviously talking now and stuff too. Yeah, yeah. my Cousin. son is turning two in March and I'm like starting to get to that point where I have to watch what I say around him, you know, because he's repeat repeating everything. everything. <laughs> he's re repeats just random sounds and I'm like, I don't mind if he curses, to be honest. Yeah. I don't want him to do that in school and get in trouble, but there's just like, I like, you know, you can, there's a point where all of a sudden you can't talk about anything you want in front of your kids. Right. And, yeah. Yeah, my, I let my kids curse, have free expression, be creative, um, as long as they're not disrespectful or they yeah. don't curse in school, which Sebastian never did. I he, like, understood. Him, yeah. Wow. He knows the difference. You're a good mom. Yeah, thank you. How is it co-parenting with as a single mom? I'm a single mom, so. Yeah, with Wiz, it's amazing. I mean, Wiz is, like, one of my best friends. He's it's so nice. Yeah, it's so easy. Like, I was like, hey, I have to go to New York. He's like, yeah, no problem. I got bashed. I'll take him to school. No, Like, there's never, you know, because then mm -hmm. there's times where he has to go on tour for a month. Right. And I have bashed, you right. know, so. And you guys just work it out and are flexible, like, with each other. We figure it out. Yeah. We don't have, like, set days. I mean, we don't work nine to five. Right. So. so it doesn't make sense for you to have that anyway. No. Yeah. That's so nice to have that for him, like, for your child, to have totally. the kind of relationship where, because I feel like something i see with people is like they stay in an unhappy marriage like for the kids 
And that's, there's nothing worse than that. But obviously I get it when like, you know, people can't make it work, whatever. But if you can have two adults who are living their life and like loving each other to the best of their abilities as co-parents, then that's the best example for your child. Absolutely. Yeah. I agree. Stay tuned for more High Low with Emrata. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to High Low with Emrata. When you came in, you're like, well, I want to talk about being an atheist. I think the cool thing is that you can just like not even have to put a label on what you believe. You know, that's my whole thing. Like I, I have the children's Bible for my kids. Like, I was going to say, how are you raising your boys? Yeah, they can. Be- I, I don't force anything on them. Right. So like Sebastian's best friend, Sean, he goes to a Catholic school. So when he comes over... <laughs> on the weekend for sleepovers, he'll pray before he eats. Wow. And Sebastian will pray with him. And I just let him pray. <laughs> like, I'm yeah. not, yeah, I'm not gonna say, why are you praying? Who are you praying to? Right. I just do whatever makes him feel comfortable. Yeah. And well, then as he gets older, he can figure it out. Also, when you're trying to force something on your child, it's almost like the cursing thing. Like if you make it so that it's like no cursing or like you can't pray or whatever, then your kid's going to be especially like, what the hell, you know? Yeah. Well, that's why I feel like religion is abusive to children. It's the same thing. Because it's brainwashing. It is. Yeah. Like you're essentially telling your child that they have to live by certain rules or they'll burn in a lake of fire. Like, yeah, that sounds abusive as hell. It's abusive to me. That's yeah. how I feel. So that was your experience with it. Yeah, guilt. Mm-hmm. For so much like shame and being guilt. Being a human. Yeah. And again, that's how it started. That's when I had questions, and then I realized I don't believe in any of this bullshit, especially mm-hmm. the Bible. You wrote a book called How to Be a Bad Bitch. Yes. And I've been saying that I'm in my bitch era because I'm like finally single and I'm 31 and I'm a mom and I'm just like doing my thing. Yeah. And I love using the word bitch. I think it's like a reclaiming of a word that has been used as an insult in such a way. Is that how you feel about it? Oh, yeah. 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 Just like all the derogatory. I mean, like I'm a self-proclaimed slut and I like don't have sex. You don't have sex? No, I hate sex. Why do you hate sex? It's like, I'm just like, so it's so accessible. And I don't want a penis attached to like a person. You're like, I could do without that. (laughs) Yeah, I just don't want to deal with any toxicity. And I feel like nowadays everyone is toxic. I just don't want to deal with it. 
men mostly yeah yeah women too though but for sure of course but men yeah yeah Yeah. word i'm good yeah i get it i know a lot of young moms or like single moms who give up on relationships and i get it because it's so just even dating is so much work and like i already have so much energy going to my own work like supporting my life whatever and then also just being a mom that like going out on dates feels like excessive and unnecessary but then i guess i'm i'm kind of in your phase where i'm like i have to like do it yeah no i'm not in that phase anymore Mm. so how did you like transition how did you get from that to being like like going out all the time and like trying to stay with years ago yeah i just got out of a really really shitty relationship um and so now i'm not gonna make the same mistake i did before i'm just gonna like just focus on me and my kids. Like, I don't have to go and have a one-up. I don't have to force myself to date people that I don't want to date. I I just don't, it's not real life. This whole shit, everything is so fake. I mean, how would you, how do you even meet guys? Like, in your position, like, do you meet dudes? Are you on date? You're not on dating apps, obviously, but when you were- I am on a dating app. Oh, what? But I'm on Raya, which is for like, you know- I just joined Raya. Yeah. How do you like it? It's cute. It's all right. Yeah. You got to fluctuate the the age and like Mm -hmm. you got to, you know, figure it out. But it's cool. Like I met some some cool people here and there, but I just don't I don't want anything. I just want to travel and work and be with my kids. Like, honestly, that's all I want. Yeah, I know. It's a weird thing. I think when you're younger, you don't even think about like what happiness is. You're just like, I should be with someone and that'll make me happy. Right. But that's so not true. You can actually like totally make yourself happy. Totally. And especially when you have kids and if you have your own money. Right. Then like, what does a man offer? Exactly. And if you don't like sex, there's I mean, literally I nothing. I mean, I like sex when yeah. I love someone. Yeah. And I feel like I have, I don't have a heart left. I don't, like my heart is just with my kids. I don't have enough to give to a relationship. Yeah. How long have you been single? Only like three months. Okay, maybe. that's so fresh. Yeah. Damn. But a week later, he was in another relationship, you know? So again, for me, I don't feel like I need to do that. Of course. Well, I hate the game of like trying to one-up the person. It's and bullshit. like, Yeah. Well, it's also exhausting. Right. Like if you're dead and if you're dedicating energy to that, I'm sorry, but you're not dedicating energy to your kids. Exactly. And that's, and like, what's the point? Like your kids will make you happy. Well, that's the thing, right? So like if you're mentally trying to heal, right, but you're still focusing on that person or trying to make that person upset, you're still not working on yourself. Oh my God. I mean, my friend, she was like, oh damn, like you've been really getting your ex back. And I was like, it's so funny you say that because I'm not trying to, I'm just like living my life. Right. Because I was responsible for that person for so long and thought about them so much. All I wanna do is not have to consider them and think about them. So even when it comes to like getting them back, I'm like, that's exhausting. That would be me putting more energy towards them. Right. Why would I do that? Right, exactly. Yeah, you can't focus your energy on somebody that just was not good for you. You just have to just- 
let go. Yeah, and just do you. Yes, and that's ultimately how you're actually gonna be happy. And if you actually are, like the perk might be that maybe the like living well is the best revenge, you know? <laughs> right, right. But you can't focus on that as the motivator. Exactly. Yeah, totally. Totally. Would you want more kids? Girl, fuck no. Yeah, I have two is impressive. I'm done. (laughs) My whole house is like, first of all, my room, like my little son came in and just wrote in pen all over the walls in my room. I walk in my room and it's like, so now I have to get my room painted over again. Like you can't have anything nice with boys. Or just kids. No, I know everyone says that to me about boys versus girls. And I'm like, well, I wouldn't know the difference because I've only had, you know, but everyone says that boys are just like, and it's true. Like I watch him do shit. Like he jumps in his crib and he's not even two. And he like jumps up and down. And that's like how he wakes up. And I'm like, you're going to eat shit. Right. Like I'm scared. Like, what are you doing? How did you even learn to jump in bed? Like, I don't think he's ever seen that. No, yeah, it's just natural. Yeah, it's crazy. So what's next for you? What are you like? What are you excited about? I'm excited to start my new podcast. I want to talk to a lot of guys about misogyny. Just open doors, change minds, Mm -hmm. have full open conversations about why they feel the way they feel, were they raised like that. You know, talk about current events. I feel like... (laughs) Men and misogyny is like an everyday thing in pop culture as well. So there's a lot to go over and talk about. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. Even just having this podcast and having a lot of different women on the disrespect that they get when I like post a clip of them having an opinion about something and especially like former sex workers, whatever, it's honestly blown my, like I know that people hate women. (laughs) Like I've experienced that, but watching it with the podcast has made me feel even more motivated to kind of like give women a platform to, you know, have a voice and like to change people's minds. And, but also it's really scary to realize like how much disrespect there is. No, it's disgusting. Yeah, I mean, you look at, Chloe Kardashian, she was so abused by getting cheated on while you're pregnant. That's so fucked up. And then the internet goes in on her as if it's her fault. I mean, it's like you insane. can't come out and say like she didn't even come out. First of all, that whole situation came out, but no woman feels like they can come out and say, Hey, I've been abused. I've been emotionally abused. I've been psychologically abused, maybe even physically abused. Look what they did to make the stallion. Ugh. You know, it's like you can't even tell your story or it's, you know, you're a clout chaser. You just want attention or I know you've been through that. Oh, my God. All the time. It's like, why now? Why are you saying it now? And it's like, I'm saying it now because I feel like I'm strong enough to say it now. You know, it's you, always the blame always falls to women. It's, it's crazy. And it's so true. Like the emotional abuse stuff. I think that people just expect women to endure that right. and just be fine. And that to be it's been so normalized, especially with relationships. And it really scares me. And I don't understand why so many men are like that. Stay tuned for more High Low with Emrata. Welcome back to High Low with Emrata. How are you going to raise your sons to like be different? My sons are feminists already. Sebastian is a feminist. Tell me what that means. It just means equality. He gets it. 
-hmm. you know, he, uh, we were in the car and his friend was like, Miss Amber, ask us like what we like in girls, like what we like about girls. And I was like, okay, do you like blonde hair? Do you like dark hair? You know? And Noah was like, well, I just don't want my girlfriend being on OnlyFans. And Sebastian was like, bro, you can't say that. Like, you have to let a woman do what she wants with her body. Like, that's not cool. Like, you can't do that. Were you so proud? And I like, it was like a tear like came down my cheek. That's so beautiful. And I'm like, that's my fucking baby. Like, damn. I instilled that in him. Like, I was gonna say, how did you do that? I'm asking. I'm, I need like, I need to take notes. I would say, don't be scared. These kids, if they don't learn from you, they're gonna learn from TikTok and Instagram. My son, anytime, I mean, I know this is gonna sound crazy, but anytime I used the bathroom and my son was two, three years old, he'd be like, mommy, do you need a tampon? Do you need a pad, mommy? I'll, I'll go in the drawer and get it for you. I told him about everything. You're just like open about your body and your, yeah. Have to. Yeah. You have to because you're famous. Your son, by the time he's five, is going to start Googling you and and seeing everything. And if you don't have those conversations, like, but when Sebastian said that, he was like, because he said that somebody told him, your mom is on OnlyFans. And I was like during the pandemic. I, mean, yeah. I had to work, mm -hmm. you know? Of course. There's no shame in that. Yeah. And um, I had a whole conversation with him about it, you know? I have a whole well, How did you talk to him about it? Just like, this is a way that mommy can make money and like my body is like, can be sexual and like, that's a good thing. Like, what did you say? Yeah, I also said that whoever told him that their parents are ignorant because obviously he got it from his parents because mm -hmm. the fucking kid we're talking about, yeah, right? Of course. And uh, yeah, and I just explained everything to him. Like when it comes to women, you have to let women do what they need to do to support their families. You want to go to a nice school? Six Flags, Universal, Travel. You know, mommy has to make money. And uh, he knows that I was a stripper years ago. It's just, I feel like I desensitized instead of like him finding out when he's 20. Mm -hmm. You know, like well, what? also there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Mommy being a stripper, mommy being on OnlyFans, like that's that's how mommy's learned to make work and built the life that you've built for him. Yeah, totally. Which is impressive. You're a hustler. You like figured it out. And ultimately, in the grand scheme of things, it's like when my son is 20, 30 years old, he's not going to be like, "Mom, I hate you because you were a stripper before I was born." Like it's just the dumbest shit, and I don't understand how people. I think it's a big deal. People ask, somebody asked me that the other day, like, how are you going to feel like you're, there's so many naked pictures of you? Like, how's, how are you going to so explain that what? to your son? And I was like, I mean, bodies are like not, like women's bodies don't always need to be sexual. Sometimes they can. Like, I want him to feel like women's bodies are just bodies, you right. know? And then also, yeah, there's an element where like the world where we live in, like that's a way that mommy learned to succeed. Yeah, exactly. Period. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But then but then there's a whole other conversation of classism. Oh my god. You know, it's like women win Oscars for sex scenes, but if you twerk on Instagram and and go and, you know, make $20,000 for an appearance because people like you or like the way you look or like your personality, you know, it's classism. It's yeah. like this is amazing. Mm -hmm. She ha she got an Oscar for this, but you're disgusting and you're a whore. 
um, because it's not on the same caliber. It's all bullshit. It's all bullshit. And obviously, there's so much racism in that, too, as well. Totally. What is like a classy, like, actress versus, like, you know, the Instagram thought. And that line is, like, completely made up and ridiculous. It is. I'm sure you've experienced that so much. Yeah. I mean, I, I also feel like I don't fit in white spaces and I don't fit in black spaces. I'm just always, like drifting in the middle somewhere and I feel like that's why I, I, I've always had that problem like even when I would have like managers or like big agents at agencies and they're just like we just don't know what to do with you you know because they didn't know like if you were like black enough to be like a black yeah. entertainer or like what yeah specific? that yeah. too yeah that too and then it's like the haircut and then it's like you know, I just didn't really, I was like a novelty, I guess. But don't you think that's also why you've been so successful? Like you're so specific, like those are your signatures, like having the haircut, like even just everything you stand for, like the more that you've kind of leaned into who you are as an individual, I feel like that's what's made you Amber Rose. Right. Yeah. I mean, I get it. I get it. But there's like, there's like things that I, I guess I remember that I wanted to do and I just didn't necessarily fit. For a like what? Um, I think perception mm-hmm. also is another thing. Like, for example, they'll be like, "Okay, we want you to come on the show, but when we introduce you, you know, we want you to be at the pool with a really big hat on and a bikini, and you know, the heels with a martini." Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, "Yo, that's not me," and I would have to fight against it. And they're like, you know, and then I would just find myself doing things that I didn't want to do because I had to make money. Yeah. And because there's a bunch of people telling you like, that's how you're going to be successful. Yeah. And then you have a fucking publicist that's like, you need to wear this on the red carpet. This is what you have to say on the red carpet. This is what you have to say in interviews. We're, we're trying to take your socials to the next level. If you do this, it's like fucking no one is real anymore. No. Everything is bullshit. It's true. So did you stop listening to those people? Was there like a point where you were like, okay, fuck this? Yeah. Yeah. That's when I started like my slut walk and shit. I was like, fuck everybody. I fired everyone. And I was just like, I'm not a cookie cutter ass bitch. Mm-hmm. I'm not at the pool with a martini. I'm flipping burgers for my kids. And that's just who I am. I'm a down home South Philly girl. Yeah. And... uh like it or not, that's that's. I it. feel like you, I mean, I don't want to give you advice, but I'm like, the more you lean into that, I think the more people respond to that. And like the world has changed. I think being authentic and like that whole perfect celebrity persona that like is shiny and glossy and isn't real, like right. isn't appealing to people anymore. Totally. So I think you were smart to do what you did. And I think the more you talk about it and you like go on podcasts and you're like, this is who I am the better you'll feel, first of all, which is the most important thing. Right. The thing I've found in my life is like those publicists, those managers, whatever, they don't wake up and go to sleep as you. Nope. So like they don't know what the fuck they're talking exactly. about. Exactly. Yeah, I got to that point. I mean, that was years ago. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I was just fucking, I was so fed up. Were people trying to tell you not to talk about feminism? Uh, yeah, I think they were basically saying like, you're you're never going to find a man. Like nobody, like all the guys are gonna be like scared of you and intimidated and like not have a voice. And I was just like, I don't give a fuck. Mm. I don't care. 
I mean, I'm tired. I'm ready for all the smoke. Like, yeah. I'm ready for it. Like, I don't care about that shit. For what? A man doesn't complete me. Society has taught women that we need to be complete by getting married and all that shit. A ring means nothing. Paperwork means nothing. I was already married. I'm divorced. I got my kid. That's the only thing that means anything. Everything else in between is fucking bullshit. It means absolutely nothing. So when did you start calling yourself a feminist or like being interested in that? I mean, the same way I found out about atheism. I just researched and it just fit. Like I was like, okay, this is my calling. This is my personality. At this what is point what of I your life for. was that? Like, where were you? Where were you at? Like I emotionally, everything else? Divor just divorced from Wiz, just divorced. And I was just like, I put 150% into this and the internet is slut shaming me for essentially getting cheated on. <laughs> like, I just couldn't believe it. You and you're know? like, fuck this, I've been sold like a lie that I dedicated my life to and yeah. Well, I mean, I, I will say with Wiz, he was just young and stupid and made a mistake. Like we are the best of friends now. I had way worse boyfriends. Mm -hmm. Like Wiz was probably the best. That's um, nice. It's good you had a kid with the best boyfriend. Yeah. No, he for that real. That doesn't always happen. <laughs> no, he's he's still the he's still amazing. Mm. Uh, all my other boyfriends were pretty shitty compared to him, but um, we're good. We're good now. Yeah, but just with be I guess I said something about like marriage and coming out of that and like how you're sold this like dream and then it, I feel like a lot of women are okay. So that's not how I'm going to be happy. Right. And then you find other ideas, right? Like, and that's where you can find, I think a lot of people are like, holy shit, feminism is something that I feel connected to. Yeah, and that's exactly how I felt. And did you feel like welcomed into like the community of feminists or did no. it feel, yeah? No, I started my movement maybe two, three years before the Me Too movement and the other, the other movements. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'll never get the recognition. That's cool, I don't do it for that. It, maybe it, maybe I do cater to a certain kind of person, although my slut walk is extremely diverse. Yeah. But yeah, I and I also think that people hear slut walk and then they just don't want to Google, don't want to find out what it is, don't care to. They just want to judge it and be like, Amber has a bunch of sluts, you know, having orgies. It outside goes back at to the park. the class thing a little bit, right? Yeah. Yep, it's classism. That's but I think I also think it is racist. It is. <laughs> yeah, because like if a white woman was like, I'm having a slut walk, people would be like, well, reclaiming the word. Right. Right. But like a black woman who stripped before or whatever has been connected to men, like they're going to judge you more. And Absolutely. other women will too, which is so unfortunate. Yep. It's interesting what you said about having a podcast where you have men on and like talk to them, but it's also like women need to open their minds and be less judgmental because if we don't band together, then Girl, forget it. I run, I run into so many women that are just so brainwashed by the patriarchy. I literally, I can't believe it. It's crazy. Well, yeah, I'll definitely have uh, women guests on for sure. Oh, no, for sure. I'm just, I, it is really, I think that's the thing that like disheartens me even more, Yeah. you know, is like watching other women point the finger at other women and say nasty shit and judge like 
people so harshly when it's like you have been on the other side of this and you know it, but you are using this as a way to feel better about yourself and tell yourself a story. And it makes me so sad. I'm like, how do we change that? Whenever somebody talks shit about another woman or, oh, she's had so much work done or whatever, just those little tiny comments, I'm like, oh my God, I fucking hate that shit. I hate it. And so many people who like actually are relatively like progressive and feminist, I watch them fall into that trap. And I'm like, no, no. I mean, that's cool. They were like trying to survive, like, or whatever, you know, or like, right. yeah, of course they got their ass done. Like, look at how successful they are now, right. you know? And everyone's like, oh shit, because they're so, nobody's used to that. Everyone's used to just criticizing women. Yeah, it, that's terrible. It's so, I don't know. Can you tell me what the name of the podcast is going to be or? I don't, I can't. Okay, yet. it's not ready yet. It's okay. not ready yet, yeah. Okay. But I'll, I'll, I mean, I'll come back. Yeah, I'm yeah. excited to hear it. Yeah, for I, sure. I like really just think that you've been very, very brave. And I think it's really cool how you have defied stereotypes. And I think like hopefully I like to believe this is the optimistic part of me that time will tell and like history will be on your side and you will be recognized for all the things, the like very progressive things you've done. And not judged in the way that I'm sure, like not just the public, but also the industry judges you, but I see you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, babe. I really appreciate that. Thank you so much, Amber, for being here. I really appreciate it. Like I said, you're always a dream guest, so it means a lot. I just feel like we covered so many interesting things between how she talks about abuse and, you know, mental health and slut walks and race and class and everything she's doing. I'd love to hear from all of you, your feedback, what you related to on this episode, the way that people have disregarded her throughout her career and kind of continue to even in the post Me Too world um, is just really shocking to me. And I hope that that changes very soon. So go to hilo.fm to submit your thoughts and your voice notes, and we will use them for the a subscription episode. So thank you all for listening. High Low with Emrata is a Sony Music Entertainment, Bitch Era Media, and Something Else production produced by Chelsea Jacobson. Our executive producers are me, Emily Radikowski, and Sarita Wesley. Our senior producer is Medina Parwana, and our associate producer is Rachel Choder. Today's episode was engineered by Samantha Gatsik with original music by The Crystal Pharaoh. Thanks for listening.